This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Uh, well, I can tell you, it's, my wife was listening, and she sent a suggestion in for you as well. So, you know, Man I of think the you people. hit on something. Man of the people. That's you. That's us. That's you. Carlin versus Joe, the people show. When you were out and I was doing a couple shows over the Christmas break, mm-hmm. I, I kind of named that the tagline. I use that quite a bit. It's a people show. You think because you could do a couple shows with Ian Fitzsimmons, you could just change things without me? I figured you'd like it. It has a nice ring to it. The people show? People show. Not. Okay. Can, let me ask you something. Greenberg and Hembo, they relate to the people? No. Hembo doesn't relate to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. They relate to the robots. They're I the mean, AI show. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the new ESPN bet commercial with Greedy? No. I have not. So there is I've only seen L's. Greenie. They put L's everywhere. She's getting get a ton of run. It's fantastic. Yeah. So Greeny, I guess, is the next one. And I saw it today online. And it is Greeny with two guys outside. And they are barbecuing. But the two guys are just wearing, like, a sweatshirt. And Greeny is bundled up tight with, like, a hat and a, a giant winter coat and all this stuff. And he's warming his hands over the fire. And it's just Greeny wearing all of the stuff when it's 48 degrees outside. <laughs> Acting like he's in sub-zero temperatures, as you would expect him to. (laughs) I got to catch that. I'm sure that's pretty clever. It is very good. It's much better than I'm describing it, which is usually the case. Um, (laughs) Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. There are times, I don't know if you feel this way, there are times where I might have the opinion that doesn't necessarily go along with what, you know, America thinks, um, or people, or the rational among us think so Mm. with that being the case joe it's time for carlin versus the consensus these are nfl power rankings like you've never heard before it's carlin versus c-o-n-s-e-n-s-u-s consensus i can spell consensus i have a degree in english jerk (laughs) you can just play that a few times in a row and call it a segment i love it there you go there you go Joseph, these are your top five quarterbacks in the playoffs as we speak. Are you ready? I am ready. Lay it on me, my friend. Number five. Number five. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, do you know what he has done since the begin since really Thanksgiving? Go ahead and enlighten me. Fifteen touchdowns, three picks. Woo! The Rams, the Rams are in the postseason. They won ten games this year. Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Then we all forgot about him because he got hurt quite a bit, especially last year, uh, dealing with it all the time, fighting through. Matthew Stafford, in the postseason this year with the Rams playing at Detroit, he is the number five quarterback. You could probably make a case, and I'm sure some will, that you could rank him higher up the board. Don't dock him because his team doesn't have a better record. He has been extraordinary this year. But to have Stafford in the five hole, I'm glad to hear out of 14 playoff quarterbacks, he's in your top five. Without him, the Rams would be completely lost this season. Next. Number four. Brock Purdy. Uh, Number one in QBR for the entire season in the NFL. 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. He's played in the playoffs before. He's played well in the playoffs before. There, uh, there are not many among us who don't think that that 
would have been at the very least a nail-biting game down the stretch of the NFC Championship last year had he not gotten hurt. I got Brock Purdy at number four right now. Interesting, because now that you've listed him as four, and I know Stafford's five, that means some key names have to be left out with only three to go. So I'm very excited about the direction this is heading. The one thing with Purdy, while he's been great, I look at that Ravens game, I know. and I think to myself, listen, man, it's real easy to put up big stats when you're playing from two touchdowns up and the opposing defense doesn't know if you're going to run or throw. But when you play from behind and the defense knows you're going to throw, suddenly that offense doesn't look the same. It's been a problem for Shanahan, whether it's Garoppolo or Purdy. If he finds himself down in the playoffs, I wonder if he's going to be good enough to put the team on his back because he looks good. When the situation around him looks good, when the situation around him looks dicey, how often is he leading you back to a victory? Next. Number three. Patrick Mahomes. Number three. That's right. That's right. Patrick wow. Mahomes, number three. I'm going based on what's going on right now. No free barbecue for you in Kansas City, my friend. No, 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 no. I'm keeping it real. Objective is my middle name. And Patrick Mahomes right now is the third best quarterback around in the league. And the reason is that while their defense is good, there are going to be times where he has to force some things. And let's just call it what it is. If you put Mahomes somewhere else, he'd be number one where they had more to work with. But because he has to try to do so much and he can't necessarily do it all himself, the way he has played is not worthy of being number one this season or going into the postseason right now. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is number three on that list. That is interesting, and I think that's going to get a lot of people fired up because the numbers are down, yes, but you look at the supporting cast this season and what he's been given, a lot of people would make the case he is not the problem with the Kansas City offense this year. Mahomes at three, a bit controversial. C-word for Chris Carlin, double C. Next. Number two. Dak Prescott. Mm. Can't ignore it. Guy led the league in touchdown passes this year with 36. We asked him to step up, and he has done just that. Dak Prescott has been fantastic this season. There is no getting around that. He is more than worthy of this uh, spot on this list right now. And frankly, I don't think the Packers are going to be able to stop Dak Prescott this coming week. People talk about all the issues the Cowboys have when they play on the road. If you look at Prescott's numbers on the road, he's completing 66% of his passes, 14 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, quarterback rating of 92.4. Yeah, the numbers aren't as great as at home, but those are solid numbers. You can win road games with those numbers if the defense can get some stops, if some other people can make some plays. He has been exceptional this year. He really has been. For all the heat he's taken throughout his career, he has responded very well this year. Ultimately, it comes down to how far you go in the playoffs. McCarthy likely to take more heat than he will, but I think he's played really well, and to put him up that high entering the playoffs, hard for me to argue, even being an Eagle fan. And then, there can only be one. Number one. Lamar Jackson. There is nobody, there is nobody I want to face less in the postseason than Lamar Jackson. I, I, I want no part of facing him. Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the league again. It's going to be his second MVP. I believe he's got everything clicking with that Ravens offense. And while the numbers don't necessarily blow you away with unbelievable statistics across the board, he is the toughest player to stop at the quarterback spot this season. I want no part of going up against Lamar Jackson. 
he is the best quarterback in the playoffs this year. Seven interceptions this year. It's a good low number, but yep. he did put the ball on the ground via fumble 11 times. He has. I'm not going to argue the MVP. I'm not going to argue just about anything you said. I'm going to throw this at you. One in three career in the postseason. Does that affect this year at all? It does not. It does not, okay. I think we're at another level. The one win, although you would look at it and say he didn't really do a ton of great things, that one win was on the road tough in game. the postseason. That was a tough game. We did a, a yep. bet cast for that with because that was an ESPN wildcard game. That was a very tough game in Tennessee. Yep. So I would go with Lamar as number one. So that naturally leaves a couple off the list. Notably Josh Allen, notably Jalen Hurts, notably C.J. Stroud with only throwing five interceptions this season. I, Where do you have the biggest problem with the list? Who's on it? Who's not? Well, I mean, I'd start with Allen, but you've been such a Buffalo hater this year. It's not, it's much not a, of a hater. Surprise. I can give you a number, and it's just it's everything to me. What's the number? Twenty-one. And that's what his turnovers. Turnovers. Okay. 21. What's so wrong about not wanting to turn the football over 21 times and having concerns over that? What's so wrong? It's that if that was the number correlated with, say, six, and six being the number of wins the Bills had this season, yeah, absolutely that's a problem. But when you throw 21 my way, I'll throw the number two your way. Two seed. He's the quarterback of the two seed. And they're not the two seed because everyone's carrying him. It's because he's played a huge role in winning all these games down the stretch. He's not the sole reason. Do not get it confused. But he has played a huge part in this team's resurgence. They are the two seed in the AFC. I know you don't like him, the turnovers, and the bills. There's a lot of emotion that comes into this pick, though. I love the people of Western New York. You can't. No, 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 I no, like no, no. the Buffalo you don't Bills. Get to do I'm that. just keeping it real. You don't and get it's to not do my that. fault that you can't handle that. You don't get to come out and do the look. I love wings. I love the city. I love the stadium. I, I didn't love even the mention people. food. But you go ahead. You're going to burn it down. You burn it down. Stand by the take. Don't try to get the people. Look, I love all of you in Buffalo. You know Chris Carlin's a huge fan of Western New York. But I hate your football team. You might as well tell him you hate them. Because that's how they're going to interpret it. So you're either all the way in right now or you're all the way out. All I can tell you is if you don't like someone that keeps it objective, I can't help you. That's, That's a you problem. That's not a me problem. Evan throwing the number 44 out there. Well done, Evan. 44 for Josh Allen. That's the number of touchdowns he's accounted for this season. 29 passing, 15 rushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurts off the list. I don't mind that. Yeah, I, and I, again, same reason, being fair. You know I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Yeah. Jalen Hurts threw 15 picks this season. No, I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts has been bad this year. No, no, off the list, out. Surprised Purdy got on instead of C.J. Stroud. That's the one thing I'll throw out the there one, as well. Uh, here's why I didn't do it with Stroud. It's just simply he hasn't been here before. He, he, he played great in the playoff last year in college. He had an amazing season. I love everything that he did. I just need to see it in the playoff game. But you've never seen it in the playoff game from Lamar. But Lamar is about to win his second MVP. Who cares? That's a regular season award. We're talking about the playoffs. No, but we're talking about MVP. And he has won a playoff game on a road. I can't. Yeah, he does Tennessee get credit in the for wild card round. All right. Let's he throw the credit parade. For it. Get he ready, Baltimore. Get Cal Ripken Jr. out there. We're all going to celebrate. Beat the Titans in a wild card game. All right. It's your turn to chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN is the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-729-3776. Who is the number one quarterback in the NFL playoffs this year? We hear from you next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Wow, 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 wow. More major breaking news two days in a row in the NFL and a shocker in the coaching world. Hit it! Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. This from Adam Schefter just three minutes ago. A shocker in Seattle. Pete Carroll is expected to be out as Seahawks head coach per sources. He could remain in the organization, but not as head coach. That tweet from Adam Schefter just three minutes ago. 14 years in Seattle with a Super Bowl win and two Super Bowl appearances. Joe, we say every time that there's, or we say it every year that there was always one that surprises you. There's now two that surprise you after Vrabel yesterday. You always figured Pete Carroll would have the opportunity to go out on his own path, that he wouldn't have it dictated to him. He would be able to dictate to the organization, given everything he's done for them. But as of now, it looks like this was a Seattle-based organizational decision, not a Pete Carroll decision. More on that as we try to get to the bottom of it. The resume in Seattle is extraordinary. 14 seasons, an overall record of 137, 89, and 1. Over 14 years in Seattle, where the Rams won a Super Bowl during that time, where the Niners have been very competitive during that time. He won 60% of his games. In those 14 seasons, he went to the playoffs 10 times problem for Pete Carroll is that he's only won one playoff game over the last seven years. One playoff win. It was a wild card win in Philadelphia a few years ago. That's the only playoff win over the last seven seasons. A remarkable job both in in the collegiate ranks and in the pros, but at 72 years old, you knew it was coming at some point. I don't think any of us saw it coming this season. No, no. And this makes me think absolutely it's more of an organizational decision because while we're saying out right now and he could stay with the organization, it feels like they're giving him that option. But Pete at 72, I'm going to throw this out there. Does he strike you as somebody that's ready to hang it up? 
It doesn't me. That's a good question. He does not strike it to me. He's very youthful. It feels like this yes. job has kept him youthful. He's spoken about that before. He's very active. He's very positive minded. This is the thing that keeps him looking young. So you got to figure in some way he's a football lifer. He's probably going to want to stay around the sport, and, maybe just not as a head coach. And this is not like him and John Schneider not being on the same page. Like, they have always, we talked about this yesterday with Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel. These two have always been aligned on what they're doing. So this feels like it's coming from the Allen family if, in fact, it is get out. Now, I could be wrong here. This could be Pete deciding, sitting back after three days and saying, "Eh, maybe I'm done. You know, maybe that took a lot more out of me than I expected it to. Maybe that's the case. It does not sound like it to me. And he has never struck me. There's a guy that's running up and down the sideline, pumping up his players at every turn, that he was ready to pack it in here. So does this happen for – why does this happen here? Does this happen because Mike Vrabel becomes available and the Seahawks want to get in on that or the Seahawks uh, are going to try to throw a ton of money at Jim Harbaugh? Like, this doesn't happen with Pete Carroll, I don't think without the replacement in mind and at least some contact having happened there. First of all, the breaking news does say Seahawks firing head coach Pete Carroll. So we can put to rest any sort of, uh, well, you know, it's a mutual parting of ways. According to Schefter, it is a firing of head coach Pete Carroll. So that's that. Um, I'm going to throw something very juicy out there. Mm -hmm. The idea of how it ended for Harbaugh and San Francisco at war with owner Jed York for Harbaugh to make his return to the NFL with the 49ers' chief rival in the Pacific Northwest. And Harbaugh hates Carroll. Hates him. Honestly, that can go back to USC and Stanford. Oh, yeah. That would be the Harbaugh, like, I'm going to get Pete Carroll fired, I'm going to take the job. Like Like, that. You would love that. This is just wild, juicy speculation on the show. I love it. But if you're Seattle, to your original question as we buckle down here a bit, to your original question, at 72 years old, given the way the franchise is gone, the franchise is a steady, stable, respectable franchise. They're a franchise with a plan. We talk about unserious franchises. We talk about ser- franchises you don't ever have to consider making a deep run. Seattle's a team that if you root for them, you can feel proud in the way the organization conducts their business. They achieve to their level or above their level almost every single year under Pete Carroll. So if you're making this move now, given his age, you knew this was coming in the next few years. The question was, did you speed up the process, to your point, because someone out there has really caught your eye? I think that is absolutely on the table here. I think that's got to be part of this equation. Okay, here is the statement from the Seahawks. After thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interest of the franchise, we have amicably agreed with Pete Carroll that his role will evolve from head coach to remain with the organization as an advisor. Pete is the winningest coach in Seahawks history and brought the city its first Super Bowl title and created a tremendous impact over the past 14 years in the community. His expertise in leadership and building a championship culture will continue as an integral part of our organization moving forward. He is always a beloved member of the Seahawks family. That is from Seahawks owner Jody Allen. So Pete's not going anywhere, at least at the moment. 
That would also make me believe they're not trying to hire Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm blown away by this. When you amicably agreed that his role will shift, it's interesting wording there. Is it not? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is Adam with us? He is. All right, let's go. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL uh, Senior Insider with us. Adam, this is a, a stunner. We appreciate you joining us two days in a row. It's Chris and Joe. Pete Carroll out. What do we know about why this happened now? Well, there have been ongoing conversations. I still think it will surprise a lot of people. This has been going on for quite some time where there's conversations after every season. And there were conversations now, and they continued on. And obviously the Seahawks felt like this was the move to make right now and to essentially make a change. Um, obviously, Pete, they would like to keep him within the organization. We'll see if he still does. But he's obviously right now going to be out as the head coach. How much of this decision was influenced by the candidates that are perceived to be out there, the Harbaugh's of the world, the Mike Vrabel's of the world? Did that play a role in this? No, I, I don't believe it did. Uh, I think that they have their own ideas about what they want to do. And I just think that they felt that this was the time. Like, when we're looking at Seattle uh, and the candidates, I, I think, and, and, and guys, i got to go on SportsCenter in 60 seconds. There is a whole slew of candidates. And one, a guy that I would watch would be Dan Quinn, uh, uh, the Cowboys defensive coordinator. Thanks, Adam. We appreciate it. Quinn Thank was you. the coordinator in Seattle under yep. Pete Carroll before taking the head job with the Atlanta Falcons years ago, yep. so there's ties to the organization. Very interesting, given the way things have gone with the Dallas Cowboys. I wonder what that means for Jerry, who'd be sitting there thinking about a secession plan for Mike McCarthy. Quinn's always been one of the names on that list. Wow. We have got intrigue all over the place. That's awesome stuff. Adam gave you exactly what you needed right there. How about, how about how he slid in the, I got to go on SportsCenter? Uh, we know. We know you're bigger than us. We get it. <laughs> See, only you would take out of that 90-second spot a slight. I took it personally. I took it personally. <laughs> no, he's the best. That was fantastic. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. So, once again, the breaking news. In Seattle, according to Adam Schefter, and the Seahawks have put out a statement now as well, Pete Carroll out as Seahawks head coach, uh, could still remain with the organization the organization statement says that they agree with Pete Carroll. This is an amicable uh, decision that Pete will remain with the organization. But if there's a chance for Pete to come and go coach somewhere else, does that mean he wouldn't? Oh, spicy. We're into that next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. If you are just joining us, 
major breaking news regarding NFL coaches yet again today. And yet again, it does not have to do with Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. According to a statement from Jody Allen, uh, of course, of the Paul Allen family, uh, Pete is going to remain in the organization in an advisory role, and he has agreed to do that. And we just heard from Adam Schefter a few moments ago, uh, and I apologize, Evan, do we have that sound as of yet from Mr. Schefter? We'll have it here momentarily of uh, who he thinks might be a, a possibility. And here is Adam just moments ago, in case you missed it, of where the Seahawks might be turning for their next head coach. I, I don't believe it did. Uh, I think that they have their own ideas about what they want to do. And I just think that they felt that this was the time. Like when we're looking at Seattle uh, and the candidates, I, I think, and, and, and guys, I got to go on sports in 60 seconds. There is a whole slew of candidates. And one, a guy that I would watch would be Dan Quinn, uh, uh, the Cowboys defensive coordinator. There you go. The question was, basically, did the availability now of a guy like Vrabel or the candidates that are out there uh, make this a necessity for the Seahawks to make that move? And he said, no, it didn't have anything to do with that. But a guy to watch is Dan Quinn. And here, Joe, you pointed out the, the biggest reason that's fascinating. It's been assumed that if Jerry Jones is, in fact, going to cut loose Mike McCarthy, uh, if he doesn't at least get to the NFC Championship game, that Dan Quinn is where they would turn because of the great job he's done with their defense and, of course, his history in Atlanta. Quinn has head coaching experience, was the head coach in Atlanta from 2015 to 2020, went 43-42 and 42 overall in the regular season, was 3-2 and two in the playoffs. Took over in 2015, went 8-8. Eight and eight. Following season, they popped, going to the Super Bowl at 11-5, and five, the infamous loss to the Patriots when leading 28-3. And then after that, it was a 10-6 and six season, 7-9, and 7-9. And, and then in 2020, they opened 0-5, oh 0-5, and, five, oh and, five, and then he was fired along with general manager Thomas Dimitrov in the month of October. It was interesting with Quinn as a head coach in Atlanta because the further that organization got away from Kyle Shanahan as their offensive coordinator, the worse they got. All right. Matt Ryan won an MVP with Kyle Shanahan as the OC. All right. They went to a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan as the the OC. And then he left for San Francisco and the organization fell apart from a successful standpoint. So now Quinn goes to Dallas where he's been the defensive coordinator. Rumors that he could be the guy that takes over for for Mike McCarthy if McCarthy's ever out because he's done a nice job with the defense. But you always run a big risk when hiring a defensive mind as your head coach. Because if you have a defensive mind as your head coach, you need a really good offensive mind as your coordinator. And one of two things happens there. Either he's really good, which means he's going to leave for a head coaching job, or he's not, which means you're going to get fired. you got to be very careful when you play that game. Now, it seems to be working in Houston with D'Amico Ryans, but it's one season in. You look around the rest of the NFL, Sean McVay's an offensive mind. Kyle Shanahan's an offensive mind. John Harbaugh came from the special team side of the equation. Andy Reid's an offensive mind. And on and on down the list. I'm thinking about a couple of different things here. Number one, Geno Smith. Has there been a bigger champion of Geno Smith than... Pete Carroll, I mean, Gino, listen, they're, 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 Gino is ultimately not going to make or break that organization. I think we'd agree on that. Correct. But the last couple of years, he's been very, very good for them. Very good for them. So I'm wondering if this now signals 
we're going to go in a completely different direction. Do you Did you feel like the Seahawks offensively were not a good enough team and they need to now turn that way? No, shockingly, I think defense was the problem. Right. Especially when you go back two years ago, so two seasons ago, not this one, but the previous one, Geno lights it up. They get into the playoffs. They get rolled by the Niners. No big deal. Niners were a very good team, and that was a surprising season for the Seahawks. In Vegas, before the year started, the Seahawks were one of the top three teams in betting odds to have the worst record in the NFL. And they end up going to the playoffs. That's how good a job Pete Carroll did with Geno Smith and that team. But they were flawed defensively. So in the offseason, they go out and they draft Devin Witherspoon with that top 10 pick, the corner out of Illinois. They bring him in, uh, Jaron Reed. There were a couple other players. They bring back Bobby Wagner. They tried to retool the defense, and it didn't work. They still had serious issues on that side of the ball this year, and especially when they played at home, which was shocking. The defense got rolled when they played at home. Pete Carroll, not from the offensive side of the ball. He came up as a defensive mind. So if you oversee defense, you're the head coach. The defense isn't good. You dump resources into it, and it's still not good. You know, eventually you're going to look around, and you're going to realize maybe we do need a change at the top, and that might be why a guy like Quinn's coming in, or could be coming in, we should say, could be coming in as a candidate because he's from that side of the ball. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Again, the breaking news coming just a little bit ago, about 20 minutes ago. Pete Carroll out as Seahawks head coach. He is going to stay in the organization as an advisor. Um, Two things there. Does this make Mike McCarthy look over his shoulder a little bit more? I think it does. Because now if you're Dan Quinn, hello, Leverage. I've got everything right now. I'm either going to be your head coach or I'm going to be somebody else's head coach. And I'm going to be the Seahawks head coach, who, by the way, are in the NFC. And if you're Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy does not make it to the NFC championship game, does this now make your decision a whole lot easier? I mean, because if I'm desperate to keep him and I want to pay him to, to stay here, then I have to step up and do that. Otherwise, I'm going to lose him. Or did things just get a whole lot better for Bill Belichick? If they're going to move on from McCarthy. Classic Carlin eight-part question there. There you go. Eight-part question. I'm I'm laying it all on the table, and I'm waiting for you to knock them all into their respective pockets. All right, so pitch number one is about Mike McCarthy and whether or not you're looking over your shoulder. You can't put any more pressure on McCarthy. I don't think this changes that at all. McCarthy, to me, you got to win two playoff games because you're going to get two playoff games at home, and the second one, what? It's going to be the Lions? You can't win those two games. You can't coach the Dallas Cowboys. You win those two games, you go lose at San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, you can be back. So you write your own ticket. You don't need to worry about anybody else. Go handle your job, and you'll be fine. If you're out, and it comes to Quinn. Now, if you're Dan Quinn, you got to ask yourself, what would you rather do? If you have a chance at the Dallas job, it's the bigger job, right? It's the much bigger job. You're in the spotlight. Yep. You've already got a quarterback. You got a lot of talent there. But on the other side, you look at Seattle and you think to yourself, okay, they just had Pete there for 14 years. They're not the Steelers, but they clearly have patience. They don't have an ownership group that meddles. John Schneider is still there. Looks like Pete Carroll could still be there. I've worked with these guys before. If they're hiring me, they have my back. I'm probably going to have some time to get this job done. It seems like that would be the more favorable landing spot in terms of having some some bandwidth, some time to go out and do your job. Some patience amongst the organization and the fan base. We're in Dallas. They're going to want you to turn around right away. Dallas is on the cusp of being a Super Bowl team. 
right? Whoever the new coach is, he's going to be the guy who has to put them over the top. In Seattle, it's about building from what they currently have, which is a good team, but not a great team. You have some time to get your hands dirty there. There are now seven head coaching jobs that are open in the NFL. Jeez. If you're one of the other teams, are you knocking on Seattle's door about Pete Carroll? Now that he's not their head coach, but an advisor, we will get into that. Think of this. Let me throw one note at you. Okay. We have seven jobs that are open. Seattle and Tennessee are open because Carroll and Vrabel are out. New Orleans isn't open. Dennis Allen's coming back. Thank God. How about it? (laughs) How about it? Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. When you're trying to find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, interviewing can become a job itself. You need, indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. We continue with the breaking news. We'll even get your take on it. 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Pete Carroll out as Seahawks head coach. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Breaking news within the last half hour is that Pete Carroll is out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. The team issued a statement. Adam Schefter first reported it. He is going to stay with the team in an advisory role for right now. Let's get your reaction to the news. This is a day after Mike Vrabel gets fired by the Titans. A little bit of a surprise in both of them for sure. Now seven jobs that are open in the NFL. So let's hit the calls. 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Skyler in Spokane, Washington. Appropriate, we're going there. Skyler, what's up? You're on ESPN Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. First of all, uh, just on behalf of Seahawks fans, huge thanks to Pete Carroll. I mean, he gave us 14 years, awesome playoff memories, the Super Bowl. But all that being said, I think the timing is right for the Seahawks. I think they're getting ready to usher in, you know, a new quarterback in the next year or so. And having Pete stick around for a year of that and then to, you know, shift years um, doesn't make a lot of sense. So I do think the timing is right. And I also like that. You know, it sounds like he's going to remain with the organization, and it sounds like they did it the right way, which should make all of us very happy. So that's what I got. Really excited. Curious to see who we end up with next as a head coach. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, Adam Schefter reported just a few minutes ago a name to watch would be Dan Quinn, who, of course, is the former Seahawks uh, defensive coordinator uh, before he took the head coaching job uh, with the Falcons. Joseph, if you're the Seahawks, What else are you thinking about besides Dan Quinn right now? Shane Waldron, your offensive coordinator. I'm wondering what's going to happen there. This is an organization that over the entire Russell Wilson experience shuffled coordinators in and out trying to find the right fit. Brian Schottenheimer was there and on and on and on. And then they finally settled on Shane Waldron, who came up in the McVay coaching tree with the Rams. He had been there three seasons And look at what he did the last two years with Geno Smith. I mean, if you're the architect of that offense and the revival of Geno Smith's career, with if I'm not mistaken, Geno Smith won comeback player of the year last year. It's fantastic. Waldron's one of those guys right now that if he's not one of your potential candidates, understood. And if he can't get a head coaching job in this cycle, 
understood. You're going up against Vrabel. You're going up against Harbaugh. You could be going up against Belichick. This is a guy that teams in need of an offensive coordinator looking at you, Chicago Bears, should be keeping a close eye on. So that's one of the first things that comes to mind. But Seattle can take its time. Seattle's kind of going to find itself in that Green Bay window where Green Bay is right now. They are coming off a remarkable run. There isn't a fan outside of New England who wouldn't right now sign up for a 14-year run that gets you 10 playoff appearances two trips to the Super Bowl, one Super Bowl win, while winning 60% of your regular season games. That's what Pete Carroll brought to that city, and he did a remarkable job. Seattle has been a force in the NFL for a while. That's one of the all-time coaching runs right there. 14 years, 10 playoff appearances in a Super Bowl. You don't find a lot of those out there. There's only one place, if we're talking about Pete coaching again, where he's got to go, and that is the Chargers. Because Pete's 72 years old, okay? You have to go to a place where you can win in relatively short order. Where were the Chargers awful this year defensively? Especially against the pass. Dear God, they were awful against the pass. You're going to tell me that Pete Carroll can't go in there and fix that and uh, have the right energy for an organization, again, that needs to be serious, but a guy that would fit, I mean, it's obviously fit Southern California before beautifully, and would certainly do it again. I think that'd be a jolt for the Chargers too. I mean, you, the Chargers all of a sudden have their choice of a couple of really good options here. And I think Pete at seventy-two, with the energy that he has for the Chargers, is not a bad fallback if you're not going Harbaugh and you're not going Belichick. I don't. I, do we do we feel like he wants to keep coaching? We've heard enough nuggets since this news broke within the hour that you know he could remain with the organization. He could do this. If this was a firing, we would know that. If this right. was a mutually mutual parting of ways, you know, Pete and the organization they got together, they talked, they have different views, visions for the future. They decided the best thing to do would be to part ways. That would also lead me to believe that he could go out and coach again. But the idea that it's like, you know what, Pete Carroll's out as the head coach in Seattle. Uh, there's talk that he may remain with the organization in a front office role or something like that. That that nugget starts to lead me to believe that coaching, he may have reached the end of the road with that. Maybe and I kind of hope he has. I, I hope he stays with Seattle in an advisory role. He's done a wonderful job. Like, like seeing people with organizations for long periods of time, I dig that. We don't get as much of that anymore. No, I get that. That's fine. But that to me means Pete is the one that thought, I'm not coaching again. Like that, like the Seahawks and Pete sat down, and this is where Pete's head was the whole time. And I'm stunned that that would be the case because he, again, maybe it's just the outward um, face that he has shown. It's never made me think that he's done coaching. And again, it's not just a coach, it's to have a legitimate chance. Now, There is the other angle of this. The last two days, Joe, we have had the Titans job open up, which we didn't necessarily expect, although I would say probably less surprising than this. And the Seahawks job opened up. We did not see that coming. Are we now going to see another one happen tomorrow that maybe we don't expect or early next week that maybe we don't expect. We talked about the Cowboys being a possibility if they don't advance. Is there another team that we're not looking at that could potentially be making a change here? I would bet that there's going to be a playoff team that parts ways with a coach after so, a playoff exit. That That's where I'd be looking outside of New England, which we're all keeping an eye on now. That's an obvious one. Tomlin? 
Tomlin, well, what's the report there? The report is that Tomlin might be looking to step away to take some time off. Schefter said that yesterday. I that- love the idea of Tomlin looking at the organization and being like, yeah, I've had enough of you. It's not you having enough of me. I've had enough of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stuff you've given me to cook with here. Yeah, the fans have been all over it. He might be tired of that, too. If I had to make you choose, I mean, for me, right now, the most logical of the teams that are left is the Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. I still have trouble seeing Tomlin leaving Pittsburgh. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Eagles could be that team. But other than that, I, I, I think we might be done. I'm not 100% convinced. I mean, the Patriots, we expect to happen. The right? thing is, you have a lot of good options for coaches that are out there. A lot. And if you want to sit and stand by and wait for the next hiring cycle, so be it. I mean, if you're Ben Johnson, you were the hottest prospect on the planet, the offensive coordinator in Detroit. Where do you rank now? Like, say Pete still wants to coach. Say Belichick's out there. Say Harbaugh's out there. Say Vrabel's out there. Like, where, where does Ben Johnson slide in? He was waiting a year building up his stock. It looked like the right move. And then if you're a team like the Jets, imagine this. The Jets are sitting there right now with Robert Salah coming off a disastrous season. And apparently they're just going to run it back next year. Okay, but look at what you're passing on this season. You're passing on this. And if you have the opportunity to offer up Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback with that defense, you don't think some of these guys might be interested? Perhaps, perhaps not. But the Jets are going to sit it out and they're going to run it back next year. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, Aaron wants them all back, so Aaron's going to get yeah. what Aaron wants. So he'll get what he wants. And then and then New Orleans content to run it back with Dennis Allen. Yep. Very interesting. Some That's of it championship is championship approach. Yeah. And then yep. Eberflus back in Chicago. Yep. I mean, there's there's really nobody else if you're looking at it. I mean, the Vikings are not firing uh, Kevin O'Connell. He did a pretty nice job, given what happened with Cousins. They yeah. were they were alive to the last couple of weeks. You want to you want to give O'Connell a little bit more room here to operate. Yeah, there's. I mean, Doug Peterson would have been out already, but he fired all the coaches. Potential surprise. I'll just throw this out there. Tepper could hire a guy in Carolina and then just fire him immediately without even letting him coach a game. Excellent point. You can't rule that out with Tepper. You, you can't rule anything. You just want to make sure Tepper. that's on the record. No, no, no. You're not going to get that take anywhere else. Nope. I hope we rolled tape. Send it to the Sports <laughs> Center, folks. We need to get that out there later on. See what Schefter thinks about Tepper hiring someone and then immediately firing them. Joe, it's the place to be for breaking news. Who's next on the chopping block tomorrow? Carla versus Joe. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.